This is Anthony in Arena, and you're listening to In the Arena, and this is called What I See Right Now. It's my observations of the current landscape as it exists right now. Number one, lack of value creation, pushing products and services and solutions with no real business acumen, behaving like commodities, and therefore being treated as such. This is my view of what's wrong in sales right now. Generally, a lack of value creation on the part of the salesperson stemming from a lack of business acumen. And what happens when you behave like a commodity? You get treated like a commodity. A complete reliance on subject matter experts to do any real discovery work. Salespeople who lack the confidence to sell effectively and are unable to hold the position of peer. It's okay to need a subject matter expert, but it's not okay to have a detrimental reliance on those people, especially in the discovery phase. You have to be what I call a 52% SME. Go out to the salesblog.com search 52%. Those are 52, the number, the word percent. Subject matter expert, you have to get to 52%. You need to know enough to get through the first level and second level conversation with your clients without needing a SME. A lack of patience in developing opportunities, too few meetings, too few stakeholders, much too rushed. I see it over and over again. Speed kills deals. I know time kills deals, but speed kills deals too. And if you don't have the patience to develop the opportunity, if you're not having the meetings, if you're not bringing in the stakeholders and you're rushing, trying to say, I understand your problem. I now have the solution, but you haven't collaborated on that solution and you haven't built consensus. Two things you're going to find in my book, The Lost Art of Closing. Then you're going too fast for the client. You're becoming disconnected and you're not going to win that deal. No control of the process. Skipping necessary commitments, allowing the client to skip the steps necessary to make real change inside their organization. This is why I wrote The Lost Art of Closing. You have to control the process. You have to help the client make the decisions necessary on their team so that they can get the results that they need. And you can go out to LinkedIn, go to my profile, look for the video about closing matters. Uh, Watch that. That's a walkthrough of those commitments. And you might also find that on YouTube. A lack of good language choices, unable to engage in business conversations and no models to mimic. This is a thing I know everybody wants reps working from home. They want to make it less expensive for them to have everybody in one place. They want to cover territories. But if you're not around salespeople, it's really difficult to pick up the language that you need. It's very difficult to find models. And what you're doing in sales is you're having a conversation about change with business people. And these are business conversations. You need to know how to defend your pricing. You need to know how to justify the delta. You need to know how to have the conversations to resolve the concerns that your clients have. And without the good language choices to do that, you are effectively unarmed in that conversation. An inability of salespeople to determine what work they need to do and when they need to do it, enabled by sales managers who are not directive or prescriptive enough and who are not saving people from themselves. Let me get straight to the point on this. There's only two things you do in sales. You create opportunities and you pursue and win those opportunities. Everything else is commentary on those two things. If you're not prospecting and you're not sitting in front of clients in business meetings, then you are not creating opportunities. 
And if you're not creating opportunities, you're not winning the opportunities either. These things come in a particular order. That is the law of the farm. You plant in the springtime, you harvest in the fall. You need to do that work and you need to do it now. And when sales managers won't direct you and be prescriptive, pick up the only sales guide you'll ever need. Read chapter one, which the first publisher that asked for the book hated because it's called self-discipline. And you have to have the discipline to do the work you need to do without being asked and before anyone ever has to ask you. Roll confusion around opportunity creation, opportunity capture, client services, and operations. Salespeople doing non-sales work and using it as an excuse for the lack of results. This is made worse for some where sales roles have been sliced too thinly to make any sense at all. So we've got an SDR, a BDR, an AE, an AM, and an SME. That's a lot of roles. Whose job is it to create the opportunities? For me, it's an account executive's job to create the opportunities and capture those opportunities. SDRs and BDRs are around to help with that, but they're not primarily responsible. The AE is responsible. Marketing's not responsible for opportunity creation. They don't do that. They generate leads at best awareness when they're mediocre. You're not in business of sales for client services and operational work. It's not your job to retype anybody's invoice. SDRs who sadly believe their role is to qualify, alienating prospects and creating no value, and then sadly wondering why no one wants to have a second meeting with them. They struggle around prospecting and opportunity creation because they think that BANT is still a thing. They've been told that BANT is still a thing, and BANT is not a thing anymore. No one has budget, but they can find the money if they want to buy what you sell. No one has the authority. It's spread out over a whole bunch of people. There's still going to be somebody who signed your contract, but this is a consensus thing now. It's totally different. There is no need. You create the need, and it's not time-bound. And if you're honest with yourself, your client could do what you're recommending in July, and they could do it in September, and they'd be okay either way. If you're going to create urgency, you have to do it by understanding what they need and being able to put a price on it and getting consensus around that. An inability or an unwillingness to hold salespeople accountable for results, especially around prospecting and opportunity creation. Every single day in sales, you have an opportunity to create new opportunities with your clients. That's what we're here to do is create and win opportunities. When we are not held accountable for that, everything else looks easier and more interesting than prospecting. But prospecting is how you create those opportunities that's necessary. A reliance or... Uh, let's say this another way, a detrimental reliance on marketing for all lead generations and a desire to automate prospecting activity. There are some things that can be automated and should be, but where there's a human interaction and the commitment is necessary and it's important, I wouldn't automate that. It's not a good idea and it's a terrible idea. No one in marketing gets fired when you miss your number. You're going to be responsible for that. A lack of the fundamental disciplines of a sales organization like territory plans, pipeline meetings, opportunity reviews, no cadence. These are the things you do, and it's easy to get mired down living in your inbox believing that's your real work, but it is not your real work, and no one at the end of the year is going to say, you're getting double the annual bonus here because you did such a good job with inbox G zero, Johnny. No one's going to say that to you. You don't get paid by the email. You get paid for creating and winning opportunities and serving your clients. 
an inability to coach salespeople to better performance, no methodology for coaching, no training on coaching, and no coaching skills. We always like to say sales managers and leaders should be coaches, but then nobody helps them learn how to be a coach, and it's a certain skill set that you can learn, and it's important. An unwillingness to engage in internal conflict with other departments and leaders, and a resistance to dealing with non-performers. No one in operations ever stops and says to themselves, you know, while that sales rep is doing this work for me and taking care of these accounting issues, I should be cold calling for them to make sure that they have the opportunities that they need and that their prospecting gets done. It doesn't work that way. If you're doing their work, who's doing your work? You're the one that has to do your work. And if you're a sales leader and someone isn't willing to do this work, you have to deal with a non-performance issue. Every day that goes by, you're giving up time. Marketing content that's geared towards product and why us, and that doesn't help the client understand the dissonance that they're experiencing. Marketing doesn't understand that their job is to help us create opportunities in many cases and not to come up with product knowledge and products to sell sheets. What we need is why change. We need insights. We need ideas. We need to help them understand the dissonance that they're experiencing as to why they can't get what they want. Leadership teams who struggle to choose and defend a business strategy, making concessions to gain market share in order to compensate for poor salesmanship and marketing execution. Okay, here's what I mean. If lowest price isn't your model, then you shouldn't compete on price. If lowest price is your model, or maybe it's strategic for you, you're trying to capture market share with speed, sure, deal with the price issue. But for most of us, we operate a model called customer intimacy, and you can look at the Disciplines of Market Leaders to read more about that. It's a great little book, and it'll help you understand that price is a model. Concessions are not following that model. That's just trying to make sales easy. You're better off learning to be a better salesperson and defending your pricing model if, in fact, low price is not your model. Purchasing, maturing into true supply chain managers asking their suppliers to reduce their costs in ways that don't require them to offer price concessions, looking for more strategic partners and being more concerned about execution. This is a positive outcome. More purchasing people are understanding they need to spend more money and that they've been underinvesting. Successful companies investing in new business offerings, new verticals, new markets, investing in training and development, and the willingness to change, including changing players. Successful companies planning their initiatives over long periods of time, identifying capabilities that enable future capabilities, perpetually changing, but doing so very intentionally. Okay, the last three are positive, but the rest of this list is bleak. It says that there's a lot of things going wrong in sales right now. I think sales is more difficult than ever. I think that all of the things on this list can and are being addressed by people who are serious about growing a sales organization and building a high-performance sales organization. That's what I have for you today, and if that's not enough, I don't know what to give you. That's so much there. June 29th, 2017, what I see right now, you can find that at thesalesblog.com. When you go there, do sign up for the newsletter. It is at thesalesblog.com forward slash newsletter, or I promise you that we will throw a banner in your way at some point if it's the first time at the blog. Also find me at youtube.com forward slash Anarino. There's about 350 videos there for you now. And also if this 
podcast serves you in any way, shape, or form, please do me the honor of subscribing so that you get this every time I put a podcast out, which right now is daily. And also leave me a review. It helps me share this and it helps me help other people find this content. I'm Anthony Anarino. You can find me here in the arena.